Ahoy from Keswick Village. This is the Rorschach's Ocean Update from the 12th of September, 2023. A quick summary of what's going down in the 70% of Earth that's covered in salt water. Let's kick this episode off with some news on sand. According to the United Nations, 6 billion tons of sand are extracted every year from the world's oceans. On Tuesday the 5th, the Environmental Program of the United Nations, or UNEP, warned that the extraction of sand can seriously affect the ecosystem. The practice will not only affect biodiversity, but it will also produce water turbidity and noises that will disturb marine animals. To tackle the issue, the UNEP launched a global data platform to monitor sediment extraction of all marine environments. The platform is called Marine Sand Watch and uses AI to control the removal of sand, clay, silt, gravel, and rock. The situation is particularly concerning in the North Sea, Southeast Asia, and East Coast of the United States, where marine dredging is the most intense. Talking about the data from the oceans, the sail drone startup company created automatic vehicles that, without the support of a crew, can collect data about marine life, the ocean floor, Earth's weather, and much more. Thanks to its technology, SailDrone has already tracked hurricanes in the North Atlantic Ocean and discovered an underwater mountain located in the Pacific Ocean. Furthermore, the uncrewed vehicles are mapping the entire ocean floor. The long-term goal of SailDrone is to gather data for science, fisheries, weather forecasting, maritime security, and ocean mapping. SailDrone's historical data are available to the public. Want to check it out? Follow the link in our show notes. On Wednesday the 6th, Two cargo ships, one with the Maltese and one with the Portuguese flag, collided off the Greek island of Kefalonia. The Maltese vessel had 12 crew members on board, while there were 11 people on the Portuguese boat. The collision caused a fire on one of the two vessels. The crew members immediately took action to extinguish the fire, and no one was harmed. A fleet of tugboats rapidly intervened on the scene to tow the two cargo ships. The vessels will be checked in at the port of Argostoli and the captains will have to testify in court. Let's move on to the Panama Canal. In previous episodes, we have seen how the serious drought that hit the canal caused delays in the transit of ships. The gas shipping company, Avance Gas, has recently declared that a shipper paid 2.5 million US dollars plus the regular shipping fee to skip the queue and secure his chance to sail across the canal. The regular fee ranges between 150,000 and 1 million dollars depending on the size of the vessels. The canal authorities held an auction for vessels that have the opportunity to skip the waiting line in the middle of August 2023. Even though Avance Gas knew how much the winning bidder paid, it didn't reveal the name of the winner. Moreover, on the 18th of August, the shipping company Maersk paid the regular fee plus $900,000 to get a slot to cross the canal. Now, from Panama to Singapore, PUB, Singapore's National Water Agency, has successfully created a plant that uses electricity to extract CO2 from seawater. The project can extract 100 kilograms of CO2 daily, using a technology from a U.S. firm called Equatic. Gurdav Singh, the PUB general manager leading the project, said that its aim is to gain enough funds by the end of the year to build a plant with a daily capacity of 10 tons. On Wednesday the 6th, more than 200 scientists from all over the world signed and published an open letter asking to prioritize and accelerate ocean-based carbon dioxide removal research and development. The letter was delivered in time for the gathering of the world leaders for the UN General Assembly. In the letter, the scientists underlined the need for more research for a better understanding of the risks and benefits of accelerating ocean-based carbon dioxide removal. The signatories are experts in oceanography, 
environmental sciences, and climate science. The ocean holds 50 times more carbon dioxide than the atmosphere. Scientists warn that carbon dioxide removal has unknown consequences, as there is no research on its impact and effectiveness. The open letter states the scientists' commitment to advancing research on the topic, emphasizing the importance of addressing climate change and protecting the marine ecosystem. In other news, the Association of Southeast Asian Nations, or ASEAN, signed a Memorandum of Understanding with the Indian Ocean Rim Association and Pacific Islands Forum on Monday the 4th. The memorandum consists of a series of agreements meant to strengthen the cooperation between the countries of the Indian and the Pacific Ocean in fields such as sustainable development, blue and green economy, digital economy, and disaster management. Retno Marsudi, the Indonesian foreign minister, stated in the welcoming speech that the memorandum helps to maintain peace, stability, and prosperity in the regions. Still in the Indian Ocean, climate change is affecting the lifestyle of coastal communities in Tanzania. According to a BBC video report, the rising temperatures of the water are strongly impacting traditional fishing and seaweed production. The women in the coastal community of Jambiani in Zanzibar are now changing their main income activity, learning to swim in order to farm crops of sponges, which is quickly becoming more profitable than the previous ocean-related jobs. Moving from sponges to bacteria, a flesh-eating bacteria known as Vibrio is proliferating with the rise of ocean temperatures. During the last summer, Vibrio killed three people and sickened another four in total in Connecticut and New York. This bacteria usually lives in hot coastal waters, and people can contract it while swimming if they have a small cut or scratch. While people in the Gulf of Mexico are aware of the bacteria because of the hot water, it's spreading up the Upper East Coast because it caught the local population unprepared. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention estimates that around 100 people died and 80,000 get sick each year because of Vibrio. Researchers are concerned about the bacteria colonizing the whole area and becoming a permanent local threat. On that note about climate change, El Niño, the tropical weather pattern of unusual warming of surface waters in the eastern Pacific Ocean, is now moving up the Oregon coast, overheating the water in the region and impacting its marine life. As a result of El Niño's presence, different species might migrate toward the north, and the warm water could be lethal for plankton, the main food for salmon and other fish of the area. Moreover, high tides and rising sea levels are increasing the risk of flooding on the Oregonian coastline, while the winter precipitation in the mountains could come down as rain instead of the usual snow. From the west to the east coast of the United States, the University of Maine is opening a graduate training program focusing on the world's ocean and its changes. The National Science Foundation will contribute three million U.S. dollars toward the program. Joshua Stoll, an associate professor of marine policy, will be in charge of designing and implementing the program over the next five years. It will target around 45 master's and doctoral students who are interested in focusing their studies and research on the rapid change of the ocean and its ecosystem, transversely crossing the fields of marine ecology, oceanography, genomics, computational, and social sciences. And to close this edition, a 100-year-old cargo ship ran aground off the southwest coast of Finland in the Oland Archipelago on Friday, the 1st of September. The captain of the vessel, David Saadi, fell asleep, and the ancient vessel, part of the Finnish maritime history, grounded on its way from Goldby to Nantal while carrying grain. And that's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. Please tell people you know about us, your family, your friends, your work buddies, anyone you think might be interested in our updates. Tell them to hit the subscribe button too. 
Remember, you can always financially support us using the link in the show notes. See you next week.